Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Part of Collector. What's up, everybody? And we're finally starting off the year with our movies, or my picks anyway, and uh, I picked The Pest. <laughs> Le Pest. John Leguizamo, 1997. It's a comedy. I wanted to do more comedies, and I wanted to give kind of like a backstory on why I wanted to do this movie in particular. Mm. Um, so... You've seen The Pest before, though, right? Yes. Uh, it was actually one of the first movies I ever owned on DVD. I uh, I don't know. I don't. I remember having this movie, and I remember watching it on repeat. But I don't remember when I first saw it. I don't know if my dad took us to theaters to see it, or it was just at Blockbuster one day, and he rented it, and I was like, I love that. I love that movie. I think the first time I saw it was on like like Showtime or something. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, my dad had the illegal satellites and we got all the fucking movie channels and pay-per-views and shit and i think that's where i saw it for like mm-hmm. the first time and then i was at walmart and you know they would that was like when dvds weren't like real new but like they weren't old enough to forever all of them to be cheap yeah and i remember this one was like five bucks and i was like holy shit i was like a dvd for five dollars and it was the best mm-hmm. i was like oh i've seen that movie it's funny i was like 12 yeah like, yeah we were young i was like yeah. 11 when this came out so, yeah, I mean, I think it might, I think it had been out a few years because I bought that bitch on DVD in probably 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. Mine had to be, it had to be a VHS because I didn't get a DVD player until later. And I didn't really even have any DVDs for it. I had like one DVD. <laughs> my, my first DVD player was my PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. And uh, I had three DVDs, dude. I had Scary Movie, I had the first Harry Potter, and, uh, it's back when they were expensive as fuck, too. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's why we didn't have a lot. That's what I like. I know it was like a really a movie I loved because uh, that was the only way I got them. Because Scary Movie and Harry Potter were gifts. Right. You know, I think the last one I bought, mm-hmm. I think it was like, uh, might have been Last Man Standing, actually. <laughs> I gave that to me, too. I believe it. So I watched this as a kid. I watched it a lot. And I loved this movie especially because it was my demographic, basically. Like, I think you can be too young for this movie and you could be too old for this movie. I think this really is for, like, the 13-year-old crowd. Oh, I have definitely is not aged well at all. (laughs) So, what I wanted to say is I don't like cancel culture. Like, I think it's fucking stupid. Right. And I'm not saying this movie deserves to be canceled. No. But... I don't understand why this one got a pass in the cancel culture zeitgeist. <laughs> I think it was like, they were like, yeah, John can do all these impressions, but we don't have a really good way of showing that he can do these impressions. So we're just going to let him do them yeah. wherever the fuck he sees fit in this movie. <laughs> and some of the characters, I mean, it's just like the stereotypes man, is what it is, but. So I've been listening to a lot of reviews to see like what, cause I never really knew what other people thought of this movie. This is just one of those movies I watched as a kid and has kind of always adored, but nobody ever talks about. Yeah. It's like a nostalgic one for me. So all the reviewers that I'm listening to have watched it for the first time as an adult, as Ooh. a like prolific so film. They fucking hated it. They hate it so much. Torched it. And I was thinking about it and can I give out a theory? Yeah, go for it. Um, I think this movie lives up to its own name. 
you know, not just John Leguizamo being the pest. I think this movie purposely was made to kind of irritate the fuck out of you. Yeah. Like, I think no, it's he, one of it's the- him. He irritates the fuck out of me. Right, right, right. I, I remember thinking that like three different scenes in the movie last night. I was just like, all right, bro, he took this way too far. Right. He took this bit way too long. I think there's a part of it that's purposeful. Right. It's almost <laughs> like here's the first movie about somebody with hyperactive disorder. Yeah. Because like this motherfucker was going a mile a minute. How much coke was John Leguizamo on? All the coke. Filming. What's funny is movie. the wife said the exact same thing. She's like, how much coke do you think he did? Like him movie? and Jim Carrey must have been buying all the cocaine in Hollywood at this time. <laughs> because like they were both crushing it in 97. But like John what, is through the fucking roof. He's a 12 in this movie. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is. So the um, Ace Ventura came out in 1994. Yeah. And I think that was the kickoff for these kind of movies. Shout out to Kevin. We know that because of him now. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but yeah, it was like since that Ace Ventura did so well with Jim Carrey, I think they were digging up other comedians. It's like now you have to do like a uh uh what was I call it? Costume comedy is what I was like calling it in my head. Because you get a comedian and they do dress up and they play all these characters and try to squeeze in as much as they can into a movie like Eddie Murphy did it. Oh, um, Lawrence. My, yep. And uh, uh, Robin Williams did it. We talked about it before, but like all these comedians and this was John Leguizamo's chance to do his. And he just swung for the fences and was like, I'm going to try to offend everybody. Like he made a checklist of all the people he wanted to try and offend and just I, checked them off. I mean, it looks one. like it looks like he's having fun. You know oh, 100%. I, mean? it, I think it, it, that's why we like it so much is because you can tell he's just having a good time, you know? And I mean, he's got a lot of charisma and I think that's what this movie in some ways is why I enjoy him so much as an actor, because like, even if you hate this fucking movie, if it's the worst movie you've ever seen, right? Right. You still got to put some fucking respect on my boy's name. He's been in everything. Like every movie you think is dope. Like he's there. That's what, that's what the wife said. Cause we, I was doing the commentary, watching the commentary on the movie and she was looking up his IMDb. She's like, his IMDB does not stop scrolling. The only longer IMDB out there is fucking Sam Jackson's. Like if you, yeah, John Leguizamo has been in all your movies. It's almost like they were having a bet. Like, let's see who can be in more movies. Yeah. He's the, by the end of our career. He is the Puerto Rican Sam Jackson. He is Colombian. Really? Yes. I always thought he said Puerto Rican. He wife looked it up and said Colombian. So, cause I always thought Puerto Rican too, but you know, I don't want to. I always loved his stand up too. He um he's he's got a bunch of them that are that are really good mm-hmm. and uh yeah, he's a funny dude. Like yeah. what's crazy is it was this the clown from Spawn mm-hmm. and I don't remember many other comedies he did like sprinkled here and there but well, he's fucking Sid, nice age. Yeah, but that's a kids movie. I it's still a comedy, right. I guess, but No, um that's what I was about to say. He could act he, he does drama as well. He does uh I mean, it doesn't always, even in the action movies he's in, he doesn't have a ton of action. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's a great actor all around. Like, he can do it all. So, like, I appreciate it. Yeah. Now. You, you have to appreciate him for, he is a talented guy. Like, like I said, it's like every movie he's in, You, feel, I feel like you get his best effort. It's mm-hmm. not like he's not taking it serious. So even in this, like, I feel like he's doing the best he can because literally he's carrying this fucking movie. Like, he's doing everything. <laughs> like, um, so when was the last time you watched this movie? 
when I was 13. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I have not seen this since I was a teenager. This so. is one of those movies that even if I saw it on, I'd be like, no fucking way. <laughs> and I would just keep going. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, I can't watch this right now. Right, right, right. Yeah. How how was your adult self rewatching this movie? Um, I still got some laughs and there's still some nostalgia. You yeah. know what I mean? But like I said, there was a lot of scenes that just kind of got on my nerves. You like, start to like see yeah. the flaws in this movie. And oh, I was thinking so the same bad. thing. So I started bad. rewatching it. And I got about halfway through and I'm like, this is too much. There's too much going on. But then, like you said, by the time I got to the third act, I was just like, I think I think they're just fucking with us. Like, yep. I think that that's the point of this fucking movie is just I like, think it's supposed to be an annoying movie. This dude is like a fourth wall kind of breaking like a larger, larger than life fucking character well he he said he wanted to be like a puerto rican roger or uh bugs bunny yeah and he, he that fucking that's a great way of explaining that dude because that's exactly <laughs> what he is he's yeah. playing a fucking cartoon character in yep. this one and uh but anyways he, he he's a con man and he lives with his family and stuff and that little song that he has at the beginning, he wrote that and shit. Like yep. it's a it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Like it's not bad. Like it's silly as fuck. Yeah, dude. It's you know, but it's it kind of lets you know what kind of movie you're going to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does in, set you know? the tone. <laughs> like if you can't stand the first five minutes of this, you're getting off easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. have the right to turn it off now. Right. Because like <laughs> if you make it through the hour and a half, you're like, holy balls. Yeah. This movie was fun, and that's what it is. I mean, it's just an outrageous, stupid, fun movie, and you and can I- either like it or you fucking hate it. Right. right. And I think that's why I liked it so much as a kid is because it was just so silly. Just right. so off the wall. Like I thought he was cool as shit, man. Like I right. really did. I was like, dude, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of adult I want to be. Just a fucking <laughs> living cartoon character at right. 23, 25, whatever he is in this movie. So fun fact right off the bat is uh, those scenes. So he has a shower scene and then he has the scene with his family where you can tell they fucking hate him. Yeah. And there's like an incest joke in there because he has to squeeze that in there. With him and his mother. And uh, whenever he walks outside, they had to put those in after they shot the movie because test audiences thought he was such an unlikable character. So they had to throw in some save the cat moments. Wow. (laughs) To make him more likable. So that basketball scene with the kids was shot after the movie was done. (laughs) Wow. That's funny. They're like, God, they really hate this guy. They wanted him to die from poison. Right. We have to do something. So uh, I thought that was a fun little fact that they had to shout out to Paul Miller, who directed this movie like uh, this guy. Poor guy probably never got a chance to do it again. He's done a lot of unknowns. Yeah, yeah. This was his first movie, his first directorial movie. And it went downhill from here. Damn. (laughs) Poor guy. I mean, I hope he's paying his mortgage, you know. I mean, I think he has a a career in in TV. So I don't I don't think he's hurting. There's a couple, uh, there's a couple of like, um, actor, not that really like not big time, but mm-hmm. there's a couple, couple B listers in here. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, we can't yeah. not talk about fucking Jeffrey Jones. The, uh, yeah. You told me something weird about that. Like I always so- know him as being the fucking principal from Ferris Bueller. He solicited, uh, nude photos from a 14 year old boy. So he got in trouble for that. Um, But he was like my fucking childhood. He was in so many of my favorite movies like Howard the Duck, uh, Mom and Dad Save the World, um, Beetlejuice. Like in the 90s, he was always there. Mm. Like if you were your favorite movie, he's in there somewhere. 
love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Such a good movie. <laughs> um, but you know, Freddie Rodriguez. Hey, dude, he's so young in this. I almost so, forget it's him, man. You're right. Oh, my boy, Aries Spears. Shout out to Aries Spears. I love him. He's a great comedian, man. I've never seen anything he's done, but oh, people dude. talk about how great he is. His impressions are fucking spot the fuck on. Oh, man. really? So good. He was good on Mad TV, too. I, then, I uh, think I remember seeing him on Mad TV. That's what it was. And this is like when he's just like starting to come up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's probably his first movie, too. Yeah. Or one of them. Uh, Joe Morton, you know, the older he's gotten, I've seen him in more roles like dads and principals and shit like that. He's you know? great. I can't believe he agreed to do this. Oh, he's like, movie. I'm in it for five minutes and you're gonna pay me how much? Yeah, yeah. fuck it. I'll do it. Right. Like, it's a day's worth of work. <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the, the only ones I would recognize. Yeah. So, uh, so break it down to me. How, how do you, how did you enjoy this movie? Like. It, what's funny is I was watching it and I was like, I think I shot myself in the foot because I remember I had so much nostalgia for this movie and I was like, this movie is fucking God awful. But then I had the revelation, like, I think this movie's supposed to be annoying. So it gave me like a new appreciation for it. I'm just going to stick with that narrative. Like this movie's supposed to be annoying and get on your nerves. The weird shit. Yeah, exactly. I did. It, it's called the past. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's definitely <laughs> t- going to make you fucking want to pull your hair out. Right. And I thought about it like halfway through it. I'm like, man, he is the best part and the worst part about this fucking movie. And I was like, and I think that's the point. Like, yeah. Um, like I said, there's certain scenes that I really just love. Like when he, when he goes to the fucking, uh, delivery shop. Yeah. To, to, to Deliver Chinese food. I remember even as a kid, I was like, God, that's so offensive. Yeah. Like, how can he get away with that? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, love you a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's so stupid, but it's so funny. But it's funny because they hired a real... Chinese actor. They're to be all in the... Chinese actors. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like... like a big Chinese actor. The uh, yeah. the, the head the boss. guy, the yeah. boss. Yeah. And uh, why don't they understand any of your Chinese? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm from the south. He's like, I'm from the south too. And he's like, no, I'm from the far, far south. What's your problem? <laughs> so dumb <laughs> and quacky. Exactly, dude. I was walking my pet dog, duck, duck. Can I talk to you over here? <laughs> no, over here. No, over here. That's so unbelievable because why would a China man have a pet duck? Like, <laughs> that's like a Vietnamese guy having a pet dog. Right. And he was like, uh, he's like, he always wanted to be served extra crispy with double rice. <laughs> like, get some extra plum sauce. You got deliveries, motherfucker. Get why did he call the fucking Irish or Scottish mob? Because he was... Why did he call them, though? Like, he's just taunting them? No. Well, one, when you owe somebody that much money, you have to check in. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. He was checking in, being like, hey, I'm getting your money. Like, hey, man, I don't appreciate you sending your people after me. Like, I'm going to pay you. That's yeah. kind of like what that's setting up. It's showing that he owes that money and who he owes it I to. I know. It was just a weird setup. Like, we need to let the audience know that he owes the Scottish mob $50,000. So I thought that t- was I thought that was funny that they, they used the Scottish mob. He's like, you wouldn't treat us like this if we were Italian. He's like, let's <laughs> not get into this again. <laughs> Is it Sean Connery's birthday? Sean Connery's birthday? Sean Connery's birthday! It's so fucking... Where he's a jolly good fellow. Yeah, they're in like a Scottish bar and they're having bagpipe auditions (laughs) auditions in the background. Like, so fucking dumb. (laughs) 
That's the one thing they like. They don't <clears throat> skip out. They make fun of everybody. In, yeah, yeah, in yeah. This movie, you know. That's what he said. There's a checklist. It really is. Um, but yeah, so there's still shit in here that made me laugh. You know what I mean? Like just dumb shit. But and then uh, so after this, we meet his friends Ninja and Chubby. And what's Chubs. really Chubs? What's really funny is they had to insert this shot too because. The audience didn't understand why his friends were friends with him. Right. So they had to do like a setup shot. <laughs> I love the basketball scene. Like, that's cool. Yeah. He's like, why well, they call you fat loser boy? Because I'm fat. And I never win. <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, we're going to change that. The losing part. <laughs> First point wins. No fouls. No out of bounds. No shit. Nothing. He fucking swats that kid shit like Jordan. That's funny. Fucking lifts the fat kid up to score the point. So it's Almost showing. catches a hernia doing it. Exactly. <laughs> so it shows you he's got a little heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a save the cat moment. And then he takes the lunches. Yeah. He gives them to his friends. <laughs> lunches on me, boys. Fucking have you a PB&J. <laughs> and some Cheetos. So he was, uh, so Ninja brings him his next con, and it's a briefcase just full of coconuts? Like, was that the contraption? It was half a coconut shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there might have been like a door. Like underneath it, so you can't see the ball, right? And uh, of course, the fact that he's blind, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that scene, it didn't, it wasn't as funny as I remember it. That was like one of my favorite scenes. One of first, I like when he goes and he shows him meeting the girlfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, like it reminded me of like back in the day, like if you dated a girl, she always had to bring a fucking friend with her. Yeah. Like, I called malaria. I even as a kid, I was like, that's a weird name. Right. I was like, is that a cultural thing that I don't understand? And then you find out that it's like a fucking, sickness. no, it's just a fucking stupid joke is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, fun fact. The director said that he wanted to shoot this during a huge Miami, um, like celebration, mm. but something happened and it ended up not having happening. So he had to like create, the fucking nice thing um but yeah so the director like they said we're we can do this in california we can shoot the movie in california it'll be cheaper and you'll have more time to do things but if you do it in miami it's going to be more expensive and you're not going to have as much time he's like we got to do it in miami got to have that feel so the director said that the director Wow. Like he had to shoot this in Miami for some reason, like in his heart of hearts, this had to be shot in Miami. And uh, he even says, he's like, I don't think it was a good choice. <laughs> we should have just went with the cheaper. That's what he said. Cause he said uh, he didn't have as much time to like shoot improvised shots, like John Leguizamo shots and stuff like that. It only took 27 days to shoot this movie. Three it days, to, three days to write it. 27 days to shoot it. Yeah, It shows a hundred percent. The idea, just the whole premise of the movie is fucking ridiculous. Oh, it's fucking stupid. This, like, if you break this movie down, it's the worst movie ever <laughs> made. It's fucking dumb. I don't know if it's the worst, man, because I've seen Crank 2, and I've seen other movies that it's just like, I don't know if it's the worst ever made, but it probably makes the top 20. You know what I, I mean, mean, if you take out all the jokes and you just lay out the plot line, it's a very oh, it's, weak barely hold something that it's something a 13 year old wrote yes 100%. this is a movie we wrote at 13 uh <laughs> the jokes that land. is true because 100 percent, i could see myself writing this at 13 years old because i did i remember like uh 
I wanted I wanted my hair to spike like his. Like oh, after yeah, I watched yeah. that this 90s, movie, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he just was the coolest fucking character. I wish I just wish I could have pulled off that fucking outfit, dude. He's wearing like a fucking like a what is it like a anime silk shirt type mm-hmm. shit, and uh, you know he's got the cargo pants on, dude, and the chain. And then uh, he's got the clean ass shack Reeboks, dude. Like he was killing it back then. Right. None of it fucking matched. Not a fucking single bit of it matched. But that's the thing about the nineties. The, cho- just... the choker stainless. Oh yeah, yeah, stainless yeah. Steel chain. It was either like a bike chain or like those balls. Um, but this is where we meet the Germans, and they're looking for a certain specimen. Those two were funny. Like those two were funny together. Yeah, they uh, are. I like. They them. look like twins. <laughs> Like him German and his, twins. It is like, and then I like the son too. The son, like they all had. Dude, Hemel was great, and I will make an argument. This is his story later on. Yeah, this is Hemel's story. <laughs> he, uh, well, I remember being when I was a kid. He was one of my least parts, least favorite parts of the movie. But last night watching it, I was like, he was my favorite. He, he was, kind, he was he, always he, my favorite. I got part. most of my laughs when he was there. Yeah, right? um, he was always my favorite. I always was happy when Hemel came came on screen. <laughs> he was just like. My father locked me in a room with a snake for six weeks. <laughs> okay, so I have some things. You're locked in a room with a snake, and it makes you gay. How? Did you suck the snake off? Did you shove it in your ass? Like, he why does a snake... Sh- he definitely shoved that snake in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he let it constrict around him, and then he put some of it in his ass. <laughs> Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Because I don't understand why a snake makes you gay. I don't think you can even find a snake's dick. It only comes out, like, once a year. Something like that. I I don't know. So if he locks him in with a beaver, does that make him straight? Does he fuck the beaver? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand how snake makes you gay. I don't know how the beaver would have fucked him, man. Honestly. (laughs) Doesn't look big enough to get What would be a straight animal? Not none. (laughs) (laughs) You fuck animals, you're gay. You're just a weird motherfucker, dude. Like, I don't know what you, you're bestiality, right? Well, that's he's erotica, fucko. Yeah, because he uh, he was watching uh, Hogan's Heroes later in the movie, but he switches it to the, the fucking lion so quick. Like, he had that shit alt tabbed on his TV. Like, he was ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so that dude was really into some... made a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that shit lined up, ready to, ready to play. So Himmel is... A gay bestiality freak, zoophilia, but he's funny as shit. So fucking funny, and uh, yeah, he just has like little white liners. Eat you. <laughs> I can never please you. I don't know if you noticed, but I am a sissy. <laughs> I am a sissy, father. <laughs> I'm getting more tea. So, uh, <laughs> so they finally they pick out the wrong guy, obviously, because he wanted the big athletic puerto rican but you know they get yeah the guy's trying to scream the guy's trying to scam right but they get the best instead he's like he's not actually blind he's a con artist and i don't know why that makes him better for hunting i guess because he can scam well because he watched him hunt. he watched him get away from the, from the from the mob yeah and they're like he's resourceful because i mean you know but the only way I can figure that would have came into play is if he would have known he was going to escape mm-hmm. because like it wouldn't have mattered him being a master of disguise and him being great at doing, you know, uh, getting people to let him in or swap out or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't be able to just do that in the fucking wilderness by himself. Right. That's why the 
the actual like the like what's that movie you know with Ice T Dangerous Game or whatever. Oh like, yeah, this is based off of the Dangerous you Game. Know what I'm saying? Like, this like, isn't. I'm really glad that they let him get off the island because that would have made this movie way fucking worse. If... I think they should have captured all three of them, past Ninja and Chubby, and yeah. then like stayed on the island and then had to like. You think that would have been a better movie? I think it would have been different. I think my favorite scene wouldn't have happened if it definitely would have happened if they are all three of there. I don't know why, but my favorite scene of this movie is when they're outside of the fucking club. And he's like, they're all having a private party. We got to get in there. Oh, the white people. <laughs> I love that shit, man. Because they're just like, they're like, what's up, man? Like, where's the party at? You know? And he's like, it's a private party, dude. Village <laughs> <laughs> in the service entrance. Like, that was the white privilege in that car, dude. That just, was the writer of the movie. Was it? Yep. That's hilarious. The one in the driver's seat? Yep. Wow. He was the writer of this movie. I don't know why it's like in the 90s, but he's still wearing a Miami Vice jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was funny. And they're like literally sitting in a early 90s, uh, like... Um, Thunderbird. The, was that a Thunderbird? Or was that or Firebird is what I was thinking? Oh, yeah, Firebird. Yeah, you're probably right. Or maybe a Camaro. Anyways, it's an early 90s car. But when they fucking transform the fucking Jeep into a fucking giant speaker box. Let me see you spike that baby spike. How you like that baby? They fucking just rattle their fucking yeah, car apart. Like I was like, that was at the part where I was just like, okay, this, this movie's, movie's absolutely ridiculous. outrageous. I'm fucking, it's off the rails, but like I think it's supposed to be. It's like, a live action cartoon. I was just having fun at that point. Man. Yeah, like, that's uh, really what you got to do. You can't take it too serious. I got to give some context because uh, the Cowboys got <clears> kicked out of the fucking playoffs last night, and I ain't gonna lie, Greg, I was in such a bad mood. I almost texted you and be like, bro, I can't watch this right now. We'll try again and fucking this weekend. Like, I'm in a bad fucking mood. I don't want to do this. Was it really that bad? I'm so fucking upset, bro. Like, like I can understand. I can live with losing, bro. But, like, yeah. the way they played, the defense, they played their fucking hearts out. And then Dak just shit the fucking bed again, bro. Two fucking picks, bro. And we were driving. We got the ball in there 20. Mm-hmm. Could have scored a fucking touchdown. But instead, we go for a 26-yard fucking field goal. Fire the fucking head coach. Everybody else, man. Get rid of almost everybody and start over. Yeah. I'd rather go three and fucking 14 and know we just don't have the talent to pay all these cocksuckers all this money to under to underachieve. Why am I paying you $20 million a year if you're just going to fucking shit the bed <laughs> when I need you to do what I'm paying you the money for? Right. It just It's not that hard, man. They're not splitting atoms out there. It's fucking football. <laughs> You have one job and you can't even do that right. God, dude. It's like it's like being a Cowboys fan is the worst fucking punishment on earth, bro. I feel fucking cursed. <laughs> and you know what the worst part is? It's like heroin. I can't leave it alone, dude. Yeah. Every year I keep coming back. You need to find a new vice. These motherfuckers are gonna be my pallbearers, Greg. It might be healthier to actually just do actual heroin. They're gonna lay me down the last they're gonna you know, that's why I want them to be my pallbearer. So they can let me down one last fucking time into the ground, bro. <laughs> So all that being said, is, yeah, I'm not trying to turn this into a sports podcast, right, but right, that's right. what I said. That's how bad a mood I was in. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to watch this fucking movie mm-hmm. or I'm going to start. I'm going to attempt to. Yeah. I was like, I owe that to Greg. Yeah. So I got about 10 minutes in. I got a laugh. I was like, all right, I'll keep going. 
Got another laugh, kept going. And then, like I said, by that scene where they're outside the club and the speakers are going and all yeah. that, I was just like, you know what, man? I was in a terrible fucking mood. And I was like, I have laughed enough that it's got my mind off of it. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm glad I at least tried. <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I enjoyed it enough that it, it got me out of a shit mood. Yeah. Like, I'm still in a shit mood, but... If you can just let bad. it just be a silly movie, right. it'll definitely... Yeah. yeah, if you're one of those people that you're like... You critique it, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't critique this movie. It makes no, no sense. Like, why would you make somebody sign a contract before you kill them? Right. That makes no sense at all. Sign all the rights away. Yeah. If you're going to give them a physical test and they fail everything and you're still going to go through with it, what's what the even, fuck? What's even crazier is he's going back to Germany, so they're trying to use the Lethal Weapon 3. Yeah. The diplomatic immunity. And I'm like, why did you have them sign a contract if they can't get you anyway? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh... Yeah, so they never actually explain that either. He no, gets they don't him, explain a lot of this. He gets him arrested at the end for being the German ambassador. <laughs> Motherfucker does not look German. What, man? But He's like, look at him. He doesn't even look German. He doesn't even look German. <laughs> if I was a German ambassador. <laughs> he is slapsticky as fuck. And it, it, it is. It's, it hit me good back then. And I still got a good enough laugh out of it now. Would I, uh, I don't know, but, but anyways, I, we'll get back into the plot, but when he, when he goes in there and he does the Japanese switch, mm-hmm. that's fucking hilarious. The Japanese one. I like that one. It was just so <laughs> silly that it was just, okay, I'll give you that one. Um, but the part that like, well, you have bad breath, you go, <laughs> go away. You bother me. He wants a tip. <laughs> Buy Honda stock. <laughs> But the one that always like comes back to is everyone gets canceled culture. Like uh, the wife and I like to watch Ink Master uh-huh. and one of the judges didn't show up on the uh, the YouTube one. And we're like, why don't they show him? So we had to look it up. And apparently he got canceled for doing blackface back in the day. Uh-huh. But the pest, he does his own version of blackface in this movie. When he goes and meets the girlfriend's parents, he dresses in full African attire. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said like this movie would never be made nowadays. It's just like we're canceling people for cancel. I'm not saying you should cancel him. I'm saying, why does he get a pass? <laughs> yeah. He has the Afro and everything. And but At least he takes that off. Yeah. He takes it off for dinner. But fucking shit it's so, i love some it fucking great dance moves man i remember oh, when 100%, I, was kid, yeah. I remember when i was a kid i used to try to do them and uh they're hard they're really hard oh fun uh how how old do you think he is in this movie a lot older than i think he is yeah like i'm thinking he was probably like 21 he's probably like 30 37 get the fuck out of here bro do you know how old he is now 60 62 John Leguizamo He is, looks 62 now, but oh, back then he? he doesn't. He doesn't look 37 at all. Nah, dude. He, nah. Like you said, he looks 21. Bro, think about... So that means that when he did Empire and all that shit, that man was 40. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, when he did uh, uh, John but Wick. But it makes sense, bro, because he's in fucking Carlito's way. Babyface Bambino in that bitch, mm-hmm. dude. Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Yeah. Like... It just blew my mind whenever I realized he was 37 in this fucking movie. There's a bunch of movies he's in. Dude, like uh, Super Mario. Like, dude, he's a baby in that. He said he's 18 in that movie or some Mm -hmm. shit. Like, 
out, bro. That just goes to show his longevity in the game is 100%. That's why I say, like, put some respect on John Boy's name because, like, he's in everything, everything you love. (laughs) He's great in fucking Spawn, dude. I know. I love him in Spawn. That came out in 99. He was 35. I know they're remaking it. I want to put them to put him back in it as the clown. Oh, yeah. yeah. Please. He needs to. (laughs) I don't care that he's 60. Do it. I mean, they're probably going to CGI the fuck out of it, anyways. Might as well let him do the voice. Right. Um, he got sick as fun fact. He got sick as fuck on that movie because that maggot pizza. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he took a bite and got a piece of maggot in his fucking mouth, and it made him like deathly ill. They had, like, I remember shut down you telling for, me that? For yeah, a day or two. Oh, speaking of, he got you know that snake. He got bit by that snake. What? Yeah, it actually bit him on the. Like the director was like, "Let's do a stunt double," and apparently John Leguizamo was like. He said he's like the Ace Ventura of whatever, which I thought was a funny reference in the uh, commentary. Uh, and John Leguizamo was like, no, I want to do it. It's just a snake. It's not venomous, like whatever. And the snake ended up biting him and like would not let go of his leg. <laughs> so, so the handler had to go in there and like pry it off. And they had to take him to the hospital to get the fangs pulled out of his leg. Shit. But yeah, that bird in the beginning, that's John Leguizamo's bird. He took it everywhere. Wow. I didn't know that. That's I just learned cool. that. That was a pretty cool thing. But yeah, he got bit by that fucking snake. I want to know how much he made for this fucking movie. Not enough. Because I feel like he took a pay cut just to get it made. Like, I don't know, man. Like, how much did he have in the creative process? Because this almost feels like... He, he what, it was him and that guy in the car. Okay. I forgot his fucking name. It would be helpful if I used people's names, right? But he's not in it enough to, like, have a role. Dave Bar Katz and John Logazamo kind of came up with the uh, the story together. From my understanding. But speaking of making money from the movie, uh, when they did the Jewish Jewish synagogue, that is the director's whole family on the on the podium. (laughs) That's him and his whole fucking family. And he gave the Jewish um, community or whatever the 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 what is he? Rabbi. Rabbi. He gave the rabbi credits on the movie and he's still getting residuals for this movie. And he will often tell him like, thank you. I'm still getting checks from that movie, which is pretty like we're talking about a movie and uh, racial stereotypes and talking about a rabbi getting money for a small part in a movie. is just kind of fucking hilarious to me. Well, because it's kind of like it's got a sweet like, you know what I mean? It's got a sweet backstory to it because. That because you know that rabbi probably uses that money for for them, mm-hmm. you know, for their synagogue or whatever, right? Um, so that's cool. Like I like that. That's a good thing. I like at the beginning too. I, we've skipped over that part, but when he walks, well, up, we've been all over the place with this movie, but it doesn't matter. But to me, this movie's all over the fucking place. Hundred percent. So I feel yeah. like it goes with it pretty good. <laughs> um, Plus, like, nobody wants to hear us break down this fucking plot. Yeah, we're not going to fucking like, critique. I'm just grabbing shit that I liked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or hate. Or, yeah, got on my nerves or whatever. But uh, I do want to hear about the things I got on your nerves, but we'll get to it after you. Um, when when he when he runs into the Irish uh, priest at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, that's crazy. Nobody could knock down those milk, milk jugs. <laughs> said now father you keep giving away my secrets i'm gonna tell all my juicy confessions to father garcia <laughs> all right top of the morning lucky charms and he walks the fuck away <laughs> and the priest is like god bless you son i think <laughs> like, that was like that was a cool little part yeah because it lets you know like that and the one with the kids and the family like it lets you know that like even though he's a he's a con man he's kind of sleazy like he still does have heart yeah yeah, yeah 
Um, the I like that when he go when he gets away from Himmel on the boat, mm-hmm. he's fucking swims for five hours to get back to like. Why would you just have him drive you a little closer, dog? You know, before you hop off the boat. Well, he had an opportunity. The bird shit in his eye, and he That's can't see, true. so it's like he can get away. Why did he push Himmel into the water and drive the boat back? That would have been smart. Yeah. Who cares if he lives? I hate vomit in movies. Oh, dude, there's so much vomit in this movie. And I just, well, there's two, but it's still too much. It's too, too much. When they put him on the table, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He painted the walls. But yeah, when he, Himmel threw up in his face, like it made, almost made me throw up. It's so fucking disgusting. He said, can I get one of these in my dorm? (laughs) Oh, feels so good. That was funny. So what are the, so what are some scenes that annoyed you in this movie? Cause I know they're, oh, I ain't even got through all the ones I liked yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I love that with him and, uh, he's like with him and he's trying to give him the contract and he keeps pissing him off so much that he's like, he's like, well, I don't think you want it. He's like, I don't think you want to get a scholarship. He's like, I want a scholarship. I want a scholarship. And they're fighting over it. And he's like, you're not, you didn't pass the, t-. and then they start copying. He starts copying. Yeah. Him. That shit had me dying. Yeah. There were a lot of takes to get that one just right, apparently. I was about to say, because, like, you see his face, like, he's fighting. John was almost fighting through a smile so hard. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm the one. <laughs> I, I passed. Like, it's so fucking funny to me for some reason. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, you still think he's not a worthy adversary? He's like, I never wanted to kill anything more. <laughs> like, you believe. I believe him. Right. Because, like, he just looks aggravating as Fuck in these scenes, man. Hundred percent. I wanted um, to talk about a scene I, I didn't like as much. That one where he's in the house and he's like breaking down like who he is and shit. And he just keeps trying to steal everything and like it just like shit's jingling in the bag. He's all over the place with his fucking references. He's like hanging on him, fucking grabbing on him. I'm just like, oh my god, bro, in this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, that one got on my nerves bad. Like I don't know why. Like it just made my skin crawl. Like he was just so over the top with I, I think it because it reminds you because you've seen people like that they like won't calm down it's like you need to sit down or you're i'm gonna fucking bro give tie him you a down fucking trisket or something dude <laughs> with a fucking value in it right uh fun fact the that shot of the outside of the mansion that's the same house from mace ventura really yeah that's cool yeah oh, that was a fun little fact i didn't even notice until cool. the director pointed it out he's like yeah if you notice that's from Ventura. I was like, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was showing you like the mm-hmm. first shot of Miami. Yep. That's cool. That's so hard to believe that this movie came out three years after Ace Ventura. Yep. You know? Um I like that uh, Ninja is only called Ninja because he knows karate. And like every chance he gets to show the karate, he gets <laughs> fucked up. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> Freddie Rodriguez, like when he jumps off the fucking stairs and he shoots him with the fucking dark gun. Mid, mid jump, yeah. Fucking oh! <laughs> <laughs> catches it right in the gut. <laughs> this is one of those things. Uh, you were talking about one of your favorite lines from uh the dad. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Morton. <laughs> he walks downstairs and his wife and his daughter have both been shot with darts, trank darts. <laughs> he's just standing there and he's like. I just told him that I might be spelling the Passover, and boom, prejudice rears its ugly head again. What did you? He drops down to his knees, and he's like so serious, like he's going for an award. Right, right, right. What did you do to my family? <laughs> like I don't know why, but I just started laughing so hard. 
because <laughs> he's a great actor and it's 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 weird to see great acting in a silly movie and, and that's it, the contrast and then of course he pulls out that tiny little oh dude that's a, a line that i just fucking die laughing when they're like he's like you guys got guns that's not fair and he's like we're giving you weapons <laughs> open the fucking thing it's a rope this big a fucking a swiss army knife and a fucking little tiny chick gun that they like put a garter gun pretty much yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> the, the, that part kills me like even as a kid i was like the little gun i understand the fucking swiss army knife i understand the little po- piece of rope kills me i think it's, i think it was like a wick like a wick like to start a fire is what i think it is i do it's, it's the only way, because what the fuck would you be able to use that? That was for? my that was that kills me every time as a kid when I see that fucking rope, and I'm like, what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> <laughs> and he kills it even more. He's like, well, let's get a candlestick and we can all play a clue. clue. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I was. He said, why well, I gotta wear this? And y'all get all the stuff from Banana Republic. Fun fact about this scene <laughs> is, I I think I kind of noticed it, but never paid attention to. But the director finally like cleared it up whenever they uh do a close-up of jeffrey jones it was raining that day and you can see rain in the background of those scenes when they when they do the close-up of jeffrey jones once you see it you won't be able to unsee it because it's so clear well the next time i watch this movie in 15 years right 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 uh, i'll have to keep that in mind yeah uh but yeah (laughs) and then uh, he's like I love how he throws this fucking champagne glass and he's just like, all right, now I got the upper hand, gentlemen. (laughs) This tiny ass fucking thing. It's hilarious, dude. That was a good scene. He's like, you have to do this, Himmel. You have to, you have to know what it's like. I have to know what it's like to hunt a human. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. Shut up. They had good chemistry, the dad and son. Yeah. Uh, they they made me laugh. I think Hamill was just great, and I love him. Oh. What is Getting more tea. <laughs> no, nah, but you want to talk about, there's a thing on TikTok people were doing for a while. It was like, uh, name a, uh, an obscure movie reference that only you say. Yeah. And for years I said that um, when he's in the car, and he's like, why did you, Why he's like, have you ever heard of BMW? He's like, I thought you would like it, Father. It's German. And he's like, you've never heard of BMW, idiot? And he's like, because I can never please you. I said that for years. <laughs> Whenever somebody would say some shit, I'd just be like, because I can never please you. <laughs> and I was just like, it made me think of that. But uh, yeah, Himmel. Shout out to Himmel. Right. You want to break into why I think this is Himmel's movie? Yeah, dude. Tell me Himmel's story. So Himmel was, his father wanted him to be a great hunter like him. So he locked him in the room with a snake for what six weeks he said and some way somehow this turned him gay or unlocked his gayness whatever he's gay now basically after this so it feels like he's still living under his father's thumb you know he can't like be who he really wants to be so they go to miami they're hunting john leguizamo and john leguizamo basically shows him that he can be who he wants to be especially in miami like um, you could be as fucking gay as you want to be and nobody will judge you. I don't know if you notice this because I didn't notice it until somebody pointed it out to me. The very end shot when they're jumping into the Jeep. Do you realize that's Hemel driving? Oh, no. That's Hemel fully gayed out, fully Miami gayed out. Like he has the whole get up. 
That's why I say this is Hemmel's story, because in the beginning, he's still living under his father's thumb. He can't be who he wants to be. By the end of the movie, he is his true self, and I'm... Well, when they take the... When they... When the dad and the... And Leo, and he's like, come on, Hemmel, and he's like, I don't want to go back. And he's like, fine, stay here with the losers. <laughs> and uh, that's when I was like, man, he didn't even give enough shit about him to take him with him. Right. So like I, I, but I'd never paid attention to that. that yeah. He's the one driving. That mm-hmm. makes sense. So it's Hemel's story. He gets to be his true gay self in Miami, and I'm so happy for him. And his dad gets to go to German prison. German prison. Yep. This movie is so fucking ridiculous. Even just 100%. thinking back on this, like, um, but this is one of those movies that for years just lives rent free in my brain. I yeah. think about it all the time. Yeah. That was the thing uh, before I watched it. I tried to think about because I had a hard time finding somewhere to watch this movie. I had to like end up renting it from Prime Video. Mm-hmm. And because uh, Tubi didn't have it, nobody had it. I was just like, what the fuck? I'm surprised I found the DVD of it. Dude, you know what's crazy is I had a chance to buy this movie a couple of years ago, but the lady wanted like two bucks a DVD type shit. And I yeah. was like, I'm not paying $2 for the pest, which is crazy because I paid three ninety nine last <laughs> night. <laughs> I feel like they owe me a buck fifty. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, this movie probably got more money out of me last night than it did on opening fucking weekend. Right. Yeah, right. yeah it was only in theaters for a week. Yeah, I believe it. I fucking. <laughs> and believe they it. pulled it. Um, I'm surprised it made it a week. Right. But um, what was I saying? I don't know. But so, oh, I, I hated the scene where he was. Um, <clears throat> Fuck. I was just thinking about it, too. Well, I'll tell you a scene I hate. I have always hated since I was a kid, ever since I saw it. At the end of the movie... um, Hang on a second. At the end of the movie, whenever the... uh, They capture his family, and they're on the ship, Mm. and whatever. And he's like, I gave you a poison that's going to kill you in 24 hours. You only have, what? 15 seconds. 15 seconds to live. And he's like, oh, but could I do this? And it's basically him doing a dance and then rewinding it. Yeah. Like forward, backwards. It annoyed me. I hated yeah. it as a kid and I still hate it today. Yeah. But it goes with one of those. It was supposed to like fucking be silly and stupid and annoying. Okay. This is what it was. And it was so stupid like that it shouldn't even have really mattered compared to all the other flaws of this fucking movie. But for mm-hmm. some reason. So. The fucking German dude calls him. He says, I got your family. He goes, I got your fucking girl and her family just because I'm a dick, you know? And he's like, he's like, and her best friend, you know? And mm-hmm. he's like, for some reason, if I'm late, can you start with malaria? Which is funny, right? That's yeah. a good little joke. But you notice every time they went and had to go somewhere, bro, he had time to stop and change outfits, bro. Yeah, yeah, Him yeah. and Chubbs are in fucking matching fatigues when they show up to the boat. And I was like, your whole family is about to get killed and you had time to stop and get fucking matching fatigues with your homeboy. <laughs> like I was just like, this is stupid as fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it made me so angry. Like, I was just yeah, like, because some of his t- costume changes are so unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, like he does not need to change costumes at this time, like, he, or change outfits. He was in that tracksuit, that Nike tracksuit for five minutes. Yeah. Literally the, the boom box. Scene, and mm-hmm. then he goes and swaps out with the Japanese dude. Yeah. Then he's in a suit for 20 minutes. <laughs> And then that's when they come back in the fatigues. And I'm just like, dude, why? Why did we go through all this? There's no unnecessary. Yeah, dude, leave them in the same fucking clothes for an hour, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not that big a deal. Um, And it just feels like it would have took so much more money to keep changing his outfits. Yeah. I think it just plays into the the shit that's supposed to annoy you. 
But uh, yeah, that one got on my nerves bad, yeah. dude. But yeah, the, I like the scene where um, the dad's like trying to find him through the ship and he's fucking with him. And he steps behind him, like literally like Bugs Bunny, dude, behind mm-hmm. Elmer Fudd. Yep. Like I got that vibe so hard. <laughs> like it's hilarious that you said that, that he's like a, a Spanish Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Like, one scene that I thought was so fucking stupid is when they were in the jungle and they were hunting him and he just has to take a shit. A massive shit. A massive shit. And we have to talk about it. Like, even as a kid, I was like, why is this here? Like, it's so, so dumb. How does smelly shit wiped off an ass on a sock let you know he's alive? Yeah, right. <laughs> that was one thing I did think was funny. And he fucking turns around and he's like, poison dots? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, get him. <laughs> he fucking turns around and shoots the rocket launcher at him. And he's like, he's like, I blew him out of his shoes. <laughs> I'm going back to the house to watch Hogan's Heroes. Devil, <laughs> man. Yeah. But. So, I don't have anything else to say on this movie. Yeah, the pheromone thing was funny, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Where they, uh, he, what are you gonna, what's funny is like. You just fed yourself with cat piss? He, he knew what it was. And he acted so surprised, like, oh, I don't know. Like, he invented this thing and was surprised that he used it on him. Yeah. Well, I think he was surprised because he was like, how the fuck did you get it? Yeah, 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 I guess. Or he didn't think men would, it would work on males. Like, father, I feel strange. (laughs) It's now. Uh, Yeah. There was another line that was just, oh, dude, this one fucking killed me, bro. I laughed so fucking hard. The mother stands up. She's like, no, 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 no. And the dad's like, what are you going to do? Stop. You're going to get us fucking killed. He's like, she's like, no, no. He's like, sir, why are you doing this to my pest? And <laughs> he said, the man you know as pest is actually an oper- a dangerous uh, secret service operative. And she's like, see, I told you my son wasn't just some hustler. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> He's actually worthless or some shit like that. And then that's like, if you think about it, it makes sense. It makes more sense. And she's like, don't agree with this monster. <laughs> it just felt like such a real mom and yeah, dad yeah, moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, he's such a fucking dick villain to fuck with his parents while he's waiting to kill them and him. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I just laughed so fucking hard. Like when that did, like when he said that to him, it was pretty fucking funny. Uh, and uh, when he goes down the stairs and he's like, ah, ah, I meant to do that. <laughs> I don't know why, just certain shit, like, still made me chuckle, like, pretty good. But, um, yeah, that it, it still, it definitely had more that pissed me off that I enjoyed. But Same. It, was, it, was, it, it wasn't so bad that I was just like, I would never watch this again. Right. Like, I, I, I probably won't be putting it on like I used to as a kid. Right. Because it does annoy me now. Like, now that I'm well versed in movies and I see this movie and I'm just like, God, it's so annoying. But then, like I said, I think it's supposed to be. So it makes me laugh on that level. But it's one of those movies. This is cult classic, man. People still talk about how much they love this movie. Some people. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Thumbs up. Comment. Let us know if you love this movie because I know I am, there's more like of I us said, out there. I am thankful for this movie because this is one of the first John Leguizamo movies I saw. Mm hmm. Like I said, it made me want to watch more of his movies. Yeah. And I became like, fuck, I should, we did Empire. Like, how many people have heard of Empire? Not a lot, dude. No, like, no they have really haven't. And, you know, I think he's a good actor, man. 
I think he does. What's really funny is he's been in so much, but when I say John Leguizamo, I bet this is what you think of. The first thing that comes to your mind. For me? Yeah. Yeah. It's same. For sure. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, the best. Yeah. When he's been in so many other things. Us and four other people are the only ones that answer that question like that. (laughs) Somebody might go Super Mario Brothers. Oh yeah. You know, but like that, you know, or Spawn or, or whatever. But. He even plays the mechanic. I mean, in the first John Wick, he's yeah. in the movie for five minutes, but he's he's good. Yeah, he's good. Five, it's a great five, dude. I remember the happening. I remember the movie not being great, but he was good in it. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, I never watched. He it, plays so. uh, Mark Wahlberg's like best friend. Mm. He's a teacher too. That's funny. And they're like together at first, and then he's you know he gets the air. Plants get him. <laughs> he gets the air. Yep, because they're riding in a jeep and. The, it's all zipped up or whatever, but it shows the wind creeping in through the through the um, plastic. Yeah, and then they the dude just driving the car just drives it into a fucking tree at like a hundred. Wow! And he lives through the crash, and he comes out of the truck, and it, oh, there's glass and shit everywhere. He just sits down in the street and takes glass and starts doing this shit. Oh my god! Like it's fucked up scene. Like we talk about that movie so much, we're gonna have to do it one day just for yeah. guys. Dude, I was saying like if it. It's a. I get why he made it, because like, you know, it, it's like, hey man, we got to start taking the environment more serious. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is like obviously a much. This is the worst possible scenario. Type right. Shit. They're gonna plants are gonna have some defense mechanism that's gonna start taking us out because it feels threatened. Because we're fucking killing them. Right. At such an abundant rate. Yeah. On like, paper, it's like, yeah, that's a good movie until you realize like plants aren't interesting in movies. <laughs> Maybe if it was a plant monster, right. you know, but and then and then, then the mass hysteria, like when they show that shot of Florida and it's two motherfuckers standing in a garage with automatic weapons and shit. Like for some reason, they just think they're going to the zombie apocalypse. Like mm-hmm. they're ready to go. Right. Shows those two old ladies sitting there with fucking gas masks on in their living room. Like it just shows like when stuff like that happens, like people in the world start freaking the fuck out like a rival, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mass hysteria. Exactly. Yeah. It just, it's, it's one of those things. So like there's certain, and the kills. Wow. Yeah, I know you talk about that all the time. Oh like God, you like dude. it so much because it has the best kills. Dude, not even really kills, just deaths. Deaths. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think it's just so shocking because you could imagine like if that happened, like if you were just sitting with your wife and then all of a sudden she just takes a fucking knife through her own fucking neck. Jesus dude. Christ. Like, you know, I'm it's just nightmare saying, fuel. Right. Like, or if I was with my fucking babies, you know what I'm saying? Like it just any of that. Like it, that's why it, I think it makes a good movie because it's so fucking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like bird box. When I watch bird box, like it's not the greatest movie, but it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. That like, I enjoyed it a little bit. Not a lot. I've never watched it since the first time I watched it. <laughs> But I was just like, if she doesn't make it with these fucking kids, bro, I'm going to lose my shit, dude. Like, that's the first time in a while I can remember just like, I was just like, I'm rooting for these fucking people so bad right now. They cannot do this to me, you know? And uh, that's what I think, like, the happening and shit like that. Like, I like movies like that where you're just like, man, I hope these fucking guys make it. Right, right. Somebody's got to make it. I like those movies when nobody makes it. Yeah. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Bad guy always wins in Greg's movies, guys. Yeah. But uh yeah, I, I um 
I don't have much more to talk about it on either. Uh, what do you even rate this movie? Because I don't even know how to rate it. The nostalgia. I feel like I have to give it two separate ratings. The nostalgia factor literally is what keeps it anywhere on the scale. Yeah, because if we wouldn't have watched this as kids and we watched it now, oh, we would yeah. both we'd, hate this we'd movie be like so those much. other people. Like we'd we would just it. trash this whole fucking thing. And right. Like I said, I got good enough laughs. I'm I'm gonna give it a four and a half. And then, like I said, the the three and a half out of the four and a half is nostalgia, mm-hmm. you know. And the other the other one is just because I still did get a, a couple genuine laughs out of it. Right. Like, uh, same. Like I have a nostalgia scale. Like I love this movie from that perspective. Like I just loved it as a kid, and I still love it because of that. But if I gave it a rating of like a movie. On its own merits, it's a fucking terrible movie. It's a train wreck. It's an absolute mess. But it is And funny. I can't recommend it. Like, don't torture yourself with this movie. The only people that should watch this are the ones that see it as kids. Or give it to a, an 11-year-old, because they'll love it. That's what I said. You know, the next time I'll watch this movie is, like, when my son's 13. Yeah. I'll put it on for him. Right. Like, you should. Is, I'm this curious. Is, this is one of my favorite This was one of my favorite movies when I was your age. Let me know what you think of it. Yeah, that would be... I would love to hear his reaction on this thing. Yeah, because, I mean, he may love it, or he may be like, Dad... That was the dumbest fucking thing I ever saw. Right, right. You know, so like I said, that that'll be the next time I'll watch this movie. Yeah. But uh Yeah, man, I mean it was it was a fun one watch. Mm-hmm. You know. I wasn't mad at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did get mad at it, but I had to like let it go. Like I said, uh compared to the shit mood I was in before I watched it, it's true. It it did bring me out of it a little bit. Because <laughs> it was the opposite for me. I was in a great mood and I was like, Oh, this is gonna make it better. Oh no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write somebody. I don't know who. Somebody's getting a strong worded letter right, right now. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, uh, so I've been thinking a lot about where I want to go after this, man. Uh, me too. I don't know if I want to go, I want to match you with an underappreciated comedy or if I want to go back to gangster shit because mm-hmm. like I had a couple gangster movies that I wanted to do, but then I thought of a comedy I really wanted to do too. Mm-hmm. And it's a great underrated comedy. Like it never gets talked about because mm-hmm. this guy has such a catalog of greatness, you know? I, uh, it should be Jim Carrey's The Cable Guy. That's what you want to do next? No, I'm just kidding, but that's what I was thinking of when you were like a huge catalog of some of a movie that nobody talks about that they've done, you know, The Cable Guy. Because I keep thinking of comedies that I want to do, and I do eventually want to do The Cable Guy. The next Jim Carrey movie I do will either be Liar Liar or it'll be uh, Yes Man, like I love Yes Man. I thought that shit was hilarious. I liked it a lot more than I expected to. And, uh, right. Fun with Dick and Jane. That was a good one, dude. It was so good. So what is the one you landed on that you wanted to do next? I want to do Death to Spoochie. Oh, my God. I want to do Death to Spoochie. Match me. Movie for movie comedy. Yes, that is one that I didn't even consider. But yes, that is a great. Because we always talk about how much we love Robin Williams. But this is one of his most underappreciated fucking movies. One hundred, one thousand percent. And Edward Norton. Is a fucking phenomenal in this movie. I'm about to put people on game next week. I'm glad you picked it because you told me about this movie. Mm Because you're like, you haven't seen Death to Smoochie. Oh my god, you need... Because you were quoting it and I was laughing at the quotes. Like the the rhino picture. Oh my god, dude. That was one of the funniest quotes I've ever heard from a movie I've never seen. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So I'm fucking fucking stoked. And it'll be go perfect with the movie I'm going to give you next. Because I think I landed on it. I'm like, I'm going to do it. All right. Yeah, Freddie got fingered. Oh my god, dude! I haven't seen that in fucking forever. I probably saw that the, the week the week after the pest, dude. 
Like, that's crazy. But yeah, I want to do Death to Smoochie because like, oh, I'm fucking stoked. I love, 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 and I just bought it recently too. So hell yeah, I still got mine from back in the day. <laughs> well, I got it. So yeah, next week we're going over the smooch, man. Is there anything else you were talking, watching, or wanted to talk about? Oh, shout out to I know we don't do TV a lot, but I started watching that '90s show on Netflix. Pretty, it's pretty good. It, dude, it's not the greatest. Like the kids aren't the greatest actors, but uh, Kitty and Red are, are carrying that show. That's what I heard. Yeah. Red is fucking still batting at a thousand, and Kitty's all heart. So and they've like, been doing it for so long, right? That they, well, dude, that's the thing. They haven't done it in fucking 15 years yeah and it was like it was literally like we just went back over there mm-hmm. like they were been there this whole time dude like i heard without them the tr- the show would be kind of like oh it wouldn't have made it past the second episode right like nobody gives a shit they pot they threw ashton kutcher uh they threw Topher grace they threw fucking fed uh what's it wilmer Bamarama yeah. in there they threw them all in there donna everybody behind obviously and uh they even threw tommy chong in an episode dude i was just like hey you could bring all them bitches back, but without Kitty and Red, that show don't go. 100%. It is the foundation of that show, that and, that uh, format. I am i didn't think I would enjoy it this much, but I really am enjoying it. Like, I might have to check it out, because I used to love that 70s show. I fucking, I, me and my wife, that's probably the show we've watched the most, like, repeatedly. I tried to rewatch it, but the laugh track kills me. When we first got together, that movie was, or that show was in syndication on UPN, and I only had basic cable yeah. back in the day. And so we would watch 30 episodes of that shit a day because it would play from like two in the afternoon to like five. And then again, from like midnight to three in the morning. And we would watch every one of them bitches. Wow. Because the first ones, the ones in the afternoon were like the early seasons when Eric and Donna first get together. Right. And then the late night ones were all the ones where they were like adults and like he was leaving the show and shit like that. So it was cool. We got like both sides of it. And uh, we enjoyed the shit out of it. So when that came out, we were like, fuck, we got to watch this. I was surprised Topher Grace came back because. Oh, fuck. Well, it's not 2000 whatever. He's his career's in the fucking shitter, dude. He needs the paycheck now. That's true. Because I heard he was kind of a dick. Apparently, show, supposedly. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, he was like, I am the show. Yeah, it's none of you. It's me. Like, I'm the talent. And they were like, bitch, we're good, too. Yeah, right. like, you know. It started a lot of people's careers. Yeah. I always think about that one. I think it was uh, Seth Rogen. I think it was knocked up. He's like, you'll be embarrassed when you realize I'm Valderrama. I'm Wilmer Vamarama. <laughs> <laughs> he like throws the money. It takes the two beers. He's like, I got punched in the ear hole <laughs> doing that at the Laugh Factory. On my comedy lineup, I might be doing Knocked Up because it's my favorite Seth Rogen, and I feel like not enough people like that one enough. It's so good. It is so good. <laughs> that movie, Knocked Up, made it like okay for me to be like, if I have a kid, it's not going to be the end of the world. Right. Like Before, I was like him. Like It scared the living shit out of me to think that I could make another human being. I think that's why I like it so much, because it does have like some serious life lessons. Like Things may get bad, and things are scary, but... But it all work out. Right. Like, you know, uh, I saw a guy make a video one day about the song from Bob Marley. Uh, it's going to be all right. Yeah. Because everybody thinks that song is about like things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. He goes, and that's not the message that he's telling you. He's saying that it doesn't matter what happens. It's going to be all right. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No matter how I mean? bad things get, it'll all work itself out. Like whatever's going to be is going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like he's telling you to make peace with your life because yes. 
if you're expecting everything to go according to plan, you're going to be sadly fucking mistaken. Right. So like, and it made me change the whole thought process on that song. So when I hear it now, it's much more calming than it used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be just kind of like one of those songs that I'd listen to when I was stoned, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just a good vibe to it. But like now it's kind of like a therapy when you hear it. Like, and I just thought that was a really insightful thing. There's another song kind of like that. Um, Charmillionaire. Chameleonaire. Chameleonaire. <laughs> Who's the Charmillionaire? did a song. That would actually been a better name. Called, uh, called a, 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 a. He made a song named Rain. And it's the same concept. Like, no matter how bad things get, you know, right. everything's going to be all right. Kind of. Just check it out. It's a good song. Whenever I'm feeling like super depressed, I'll listen to that song. I can only think of like one song like I did. <laughs> they see me rolling. They hate Dude, that whole album is so good. Yeah. He, um, he was big in Texas for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Before he like blew up. Uh, got got that song on the Well, he's the one that brought like chopped and screwed to the populace. Eh, you don't think so? Not at all. I think he made it popular. Three Six Mafia, DJ Screw is the originator of yeah, screw yeah, yeah. music. Well, they I mean but people a, knew it, about Houston. it. People yeah. in Houston are the ones that 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 got it out there in the mainstream. But mm-hmm. yeah, DJ Screw was a local DJ in Houston, and he was from the north side of Texas or the north side of Houston, and he put out these mixtapes and people loved them so much because like it was a big thing north side versus south side in houston like south siders didn't fuck with north siders but his music was so good that it made artists from the south side and the north side want to do music together and mm-hmm. then that's where uh chopper house came from or swisher house my bad swisher house yeah. came from and he ended up dying but then michael watts was a good friend of his he learned how to chop and screw from him so like when we remember when Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Slim Thug, like Houston took over rap for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And the whole chopped and screwed sound, like that was the biggest it had been in years. Because like, like I said, people used to take, when I first started hearing slowed down music, it was people that were taking like songs you never would think slowed down. Like I used to hear Slipknot fucking chopped and screwed, bro. Because <laughs> people would drink lean and they would listen to that shit. Well, I used to like, take r&b songs and slow them down yeah. like pretty ricky yeah. like getting those r&b songs and slowing them down oh my god no, we're so <laughs> yeah dude like the i've always liked slowed down music and but it plays into the drug culture and all that because yeah. when you drink lean that's what music sounds like well it's like the dread movie yeah <laughs> that's the slow-mo yeah it's got the same concept but uh but yeah it was um yeah I like uh, I like the chameleonaire. I like Houston. Yeah, Houston's rap. Because I uh, I still have albums like that. I have Mike Jones, who is Mike Jones. I have that chopped and screwed. Oh, nice. Yeah, at my house, I have two Three Six Mafia albums chopped and screwed. Yeah, I used to love Three Six Mafia, but I can't listen to them these days. Shit, I still listen to that shit. Yeah. I was listening to it all the way over here. <laughs> Fucking loves Three Six, man. Uh, we gon' fuck her in the back of the bus and feel her nose up full of that dust. <laughs> Three Six Mafia, wild on tour. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah, those guys. I go miss. Hard. I miss Southern Southern rap, dude. You know who I used to fucking love as a kid that just like doesn't make music like that anymore? Ludacris. Yeah, I used to fucking love Ludacris, man. Roll out, roll out. Him and mine is Missy Elliott. Oh, like man. I fucking Missy loved fucking great, Missy Elliott's music. 
Yeah, dude. Super freak. Yeah, dude. Yeah. She was great. She even like put out a song not too long ago, and that shit still went hard as fuck. Like she still has it. What was that one that her and Tommy Lee did where he did the beat for her? That shit was crazy. Mm. Music makes you lose control. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That beat is just insane. Dude. Yes. She's great. She is She's great. a goat. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I, like, when people ask me who's the greatest female rapper of all time. Like, Nobody brings up Missy Elliott, and they need to. Ah, yeah. She definitely doesn't get the shine she deserves. Right. Like, she should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Because, like, she changed music. That's how hard she went for a good little bit. Her and Timberland, yeah. Oh, my God. They're together. You want to talk about magic fucking duos, man. Right. And you know what's weird about Timberland? Like, that's how great of a music ear he has because he's done that with five fucking people. Like, him and Justin Timberlake have made some fucking bangers together. Like, I love that first Justin Timberlake album because... Timberland produced the whole fucking thing. Well, he Timberland was my favorite producer back in the day when I listened to that kind of music. Yeah, even he's got some songs that are hard, dude. Oh, yeah, I go back and listen to his stuff. Shit, he even made Bubba Sparks sound fu- <laughs> fucking fire, dude. Like, that Deliverance <laughs> song they did is fucking hard, man. I gotta hide away, boy. That shit goes hard, dude. Not deliver. It's called Deliverance, but it's they made the video like "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it, that's what I remember them standing in the fucking crossroads <laughs> in their old timey prison <laughs> uniforms. Man, that's insane, man. Music has fucking really changed over the years. It dude. has. I I miss the fun part of rap music, like, and that's what I was thinking. Like now, everyone, it's just so gloom and doom, dude. And they take it so serious. Like there's I, still a couple guys out there that have fun with it, but right, not, right. not nearly as many. Not as enough. It used to be. Yeah. Because I was thinking about that too. Like I like depressing music. Don't get me wrong, but I like fun, upbeat. Like let's let's fucking party music. Right. I just can't get up at five in the morning and listen to fucking thirteen gunshots at the beginning of your song. And we're going to kill this motherfucker and I'm going to fuck his bitch and piss on his grave. And I'm just like, God damn, bro. It's seven in the morning. I can't, I can't handle that right now. Like what happened to the love, bro? Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, man, like certain rappers, man, like they were, they're like, they're like, oh, they were never trusted as street dudes. I'm like, they didn't have to. They make fucking music. Like they don't have to be fucking tough guys. Like, <laughs> like I feel like Ludacris would be somebody that like you'd see at a PTA meeting now. Oh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not out there like that anymore, right? Uh, but Outcast, fuck, dude, they had great. Outcast was goat, and, you know what I mean? Like they they didn't really have to talk about like being badasses or any of that. Their music was just so fucking good and different that they just had to fucking show love, man. Exactly. Yeah, hip hop. If you hear this, man, get back to the love, man. <laughs> get back to the fun. Actually, we'll just do it. We me do. and you, we'll team up. We're going to save hip-hop, baby. You and me. <laughs> two snowflakes. We're going to save it together. Right. Anyway, so uh, next week we are doing Death to Smoochie? Death to Smoochie, baby. Shit, I can't fucking wait until then. Love the fucking rhino. Later, y'all. Let's see y'all. <laughs>